Hey everybody, welcome into episode 7 of the Haven Podcast, this week's video game edition. Hope everyone's doing well, hope everyone had a great, terrific weekend. So, you know, we, we got a little bit of news to get to in the video game front, and I'm sure it's going to be really, really hard for a lot of people to kind of focus in and, and really absorb what this episode is going to be about, just because I know we're all, as as a community, as a country, we're reeling from just the heartbreaking news. Um, and if you haven't, I mean, I don't know how you are not aware. I don't know if you live under a rock or what it is, but obviously some really heartbreaking news that Costco has discontinued carrying the Polish sausage. And we continue to see people going out of their way to take our straws from us for the, those of us that go to Starbucks. So obviously some really, really just sensitive topics and issues and but we're gonna try our best on this episode to get you guys through that you know we're gonna do this together as a community we're gonna rally together we're gonna become a team we're gonna get through this and we're gonna talk about some awesome video game stuff and uh nice positive fulfill energy and we're not gonna let that stuff bring us down so let's go ahead and uh let's go do let's go to work guys let's go to work so i got a new segment I think uh, I'm going to be debuting it right here, right now for you guys. I don't know if this is a reoccurring segment, but I mean, the way people are, it wouldn't surprise me. And that segment is called people in the video game industry that act like complete and utter jackasses. Oh my goodness. So part one of this segment is last week, there was an audio leak of Cyberpunk 2077. What is Cyberpunk? It is a new single player RPG that's coming out from the incredible developer CD Projekt Red of the Witcher series. These guys had a little teaser, showed the newest trailer for the game. It's been in development for, I think, four or five years now. We don't know a lot about it. They showed a trailer at the end of Microsoft's conference, you know, to close it out with the conference getting hacked. Just, just fucking rad. And the trailer was just like, fuck, just, I just blew a load of my pants. I was like, my God, man, this is fucking amazing looking. So, a couple days later at E3, starting on that Tuesday, CD Projekt Red, the developers, they were doing private invites to Just Media for the media to get hands-on for one hour with this demo that they've created specifically for E3, um, so that everyone in the media, big or small, doesn't matter, can get hands, not hands-on, but they can see it, and they, they talk through and ask the developer questions and everything like that. So... The first couple of people that went in to see it come out, and their hair is like blown back, their fucking eyes are bloodshot, they're freaking addicted to meth, and they're just doing lines of coke and stuff, because they're like, this fucking game is incredible, like, I've never seen anything like this, like, fuck, this is incredible, like, holy shit. For us that aren't at E3, or have the press ability to get behind the scenes for these private meetings, it sucks. I want to see what this demo is. I want to see this game, even I know, even though I know it's propped up, you know, on strings and shit. And if they turn the wrong way, probably in a certain camera angle or something, it's going to break the fucking demo and crash it. But I still wanted to see it. But we in the public, we never got that. CD Projekt Red when asked, basically said, hey, this is just exclusively for behind the scenes, for the media, and not for the public to see. We're not ready for the public to see our game yet. So I take that. At first, I was kind of like, oh, that, you know, that fucking blows, man. I want to see that, you know, and and everything. Like, what the hell? Like, the, what, we in the public aren't good enough kind of thing. And then kind of just reading what the devs at CD Projekt Red were saying about this situation. 
they just came out and flat out were like, no, we're, we're not ready to show it yet to the public because we have a higher standard when it comes to the public. We want to make sure when the public does see it, it blows their mind that it's perfect. And it's like, okay, I can, I can kind of, it's probably just PR bullshit talk you gave me, but I can, I can dig it a little bit, you know, like you have a high standard that you want your fans and customers to see and experience so I can get behind that. So last week, the story broke over, there was a leak over on the YouTubes and it went all over the place where someone that was one of the media members, and I'm, I'm not going to get into like names and all that shit just because this guy's getting enough publicity enough as it. So the only reason I'm covered is because it is video game based and it has to do with a, a major popular game that's coming out like probably in three years. So we're going to forget about this story. I know, but it's, it's cyberpunk. So I personally didn't sought out to hear the audio of it, but this guy that was behind the scenes recorded all the audio of this one hour demo on his iPhone and leaked it. So this guy has his own like sub company. I believe he either works for, he owns that's on YouTube and everything like that. So he got a lot of attention from this, mostly negative from what I can kind of gather. People were just like, this is a jackass move and you're a piece of shit for doing this. And CD project red then went to YouTube, told them to pull it. They did. They got a strike on their channel, blah, blah, blah. That's not important. But basically what my point is, what I'm trying to get to is this guy then proceeds afterwards on this YouTube channel to explain what he did and why he did it. So I watched it from beginning to end and I was just kind of like the thought that came into my mind just stuck with me during this whole time of him explaining it. It was simple, man. Like the fucking balls on this guy. This dude is fucking delusional. He is, he, he fucking believes every single word that's coming out of his mouth, even though he's so fucking wrong. Like it's not even opinion at this point. This guy's fucking a whack job. He's talking about journalistic integrity. It's a, uh, it's up to the journalist to get the scoop and get the story. And it's like, listen, motherfucker, you're trying to tell me that when you're here in this private one-on-one demo session with CD Projekt Red, that you're waving your iPhone in the air like you just don't care recording this, or you have it on the table on full display. No, you didn't fucking do that. We all know that from reading the story, you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask that if you could record and then release the audio. You didn't. You did it secretly like a fucking klutz. And on top of that, you have CG Project Red, these very, very nice people that have been nothing but great to their fans and the public at large is... They didn't have them sign an NDA. Now, is that on CD Projekt Red? Yeah, it is. They should have had everyone sign an NDA. Like, you're not fucking talking about this. But they didn't because I think it was part of their larger plan of how they wanted this to kind of be unveiled by reporters to the public to build up that hype. And I thought it was very, very well done. And and they used the media as a buffer between them and their fan base so that if this gameplay demo did suck ass or there was something wrong with it they could get away with it because you only have one one shot to make that first impression and with video games a little bit different because it's like oh here's your first unveiling from a not a demo but a trailer standpoint of our new game cyberpunk right which they did at xbox and it was fucking phenomenal everyone's foaming at the mouth to see and play this game right but now when we start talking about gameplay it's a different story Gameplay, you only get one shot to make that first impression. And unless you're Ubisoft where you just make shit up as you go and you 
present a demo on live stage that is completely like balls to the wall incredible looking i.e watchdogs one and the division and you do that you've set that bar so fucking high and that standard so high for the audience where they're like oh my god this game looks incredible and then when you finally do release it, it is a watered down version of what you originally showcase in your game and people will get pissed off about that and they'll come after you about it so project red was very very smart in my opinion in that regard now back to this jackass he so he goes and he's just giving excuse after excuse you know trying to justify you know what he's doing and why he did it and everything like that and he's just like he's just foaming shit out of his mouth at this point you know what i mean he's just making it up as he goes and so he just goes through and just the trying to justify doing this is insane to me so it's just one of those things where it's another developer or another media person like what the f- you do like it just blows my mind like you fucking burnt that bridge and he tries to say in his like a, a, his explanation video like eh, everything's good with me and cd project red we're getting beers and stuff like that they they wanted me to help them take down the links and everything and it's like fuck you you're full of shit like come on dude like they may sit there and say something to you because they're european and they're nice but on the other side, dude, you're fucking blacklisted, dude. Like, I'll be shocked. And then the guy even says in the video, like, and the PR person who set up the demo, I mean, he's someone I've known and friends with for 15 years. And it's like, so you fucking did that to someone you know? Like, and then he tries to go and say, like, and then he starts trying to pass the blame. Like, oh, I listened to a podcast and this guy called me out and called me names for doing what I did and everything. And, you know, I know who this guy is. And he takes, you know, he throws parties for developers. He's a shell. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, at the end of the day, we're all here to play vi- to play kick-ass video games. And I get that. But, dude, when, like, they just invite you to your house, like, into your home. And the guy's like, oh, it's a public property. And it's like, dude, no one else is fucking recording it. And they told you, you can go and type up and do impression videos all you want, but fucking recording the audio like a fucking spy and then releasing it and then getting upset that they called you out on it? Like, fucking A. So keep it moving. Like, go wipe your ass, man. Um, our next bit of jackass in the video game industry news. And, and this one... To be honest, I was kind of going back and forth on if I wanted to touch it because it starts getting a, a little bit in the political realm in, in some ways. And I think as this podcast kind of grows, it's like, what do I want this to be? Like, what do I want it to represent? I feel like when it comes to podcasts or any type of content creators, there's tons of people out there yelling at you, the listener, to get to get you to listen to their opinion and their view on something right and as we know with these content creators we value their opinion we like how they present certain stuff how they say certain stuff so we gravitate towards them we want to hear their opinion for me when it comes to certain like kind of almost political-esque aspects when it comes to video games or tv and film i try to gravitate away from that when it comes to the podcast because i want this to be a cool place i want this to be a place we can go have fun listen to video game news listen to half-ass opinions from yours truly where you know i can be pissed off or angry for you and you may not agree and that's fine that's okay that's why it's a discussion that's why it's a conversation so for me it's like i want to try to keep it lighthearted, but you know, I don't know too many people that when I go off on a, a publisher for fucking microtransactions and just bending their 
customers over and giving it to them without Vaseline, that too many people are going to raise their hand and be like, I have an issue with your opinion on, on me getting fucked without Vaseline. Like, dude, like, come on. Like, if you're, if that's your opinion, I mean, like, it's fine. You, you can have it, but you're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. However, this one's a little bit more dicey and you can go listen to Yang on YouTube. Like he has like fucking three or four videos about it. You know, bless his heart. Um, he's, he's on top of this. So there was a, th- a situation that took place on 4th of July for the PC video game Guild Wars 2. It's an MMO. This gal who works, I'm sure some fucking feminists are going to throw their hands up because I said gal. This individual who works for, who used to work for the company on her personal Twitter page that was set to public, not private, started doing like a zillion tweets about like gaming development and her as a writer for an MMO, etc. So this this guy responds, a fan. I think I even read that like he has his own his he's actually named after an NPC or something in the game. Like they took his name and put it in the in Guild Wars. So he's a big part of the community. There's a lot of Guild Wars footage and videos and everything like that. He's a big supporter. He loves it. So he just says to her, hey, I slightly disagree with this th- these points you're making and this is why he was extremely respectful and really, really nice. And she goes off on him and just starts going off on the community, calling everyone asshats. And this is what happens when you're a woman in the video game. And it's just like, oh, God, I'm going to vomit. There's assholes out there. Guess what? There's assholes everywhere. Sometimes they'll be assholes to you for no fucking reason. Sometimes they'll be assholes to you over the stupid shit, stupidest shit in the world. Okay, this guy was not doing that at all to you, and yet it got all out of hand. So fast forward, her and another person that she works with, who spoke off, spoke out on her behalf, they went ahead and they both were their services or their employment was terminated with Guild Wars Two, and so there's just been a lot of fallout, and she's on fucking press row and shit, uh, just you know defending her stuff. At no point has she apologized or even admitted that like, hey, I I may have gone too far with this, like. The thing about it is, this is what I have a hard time understanding about this gal, is that she is probably giving given ample opportunity to go off like as she did on assholes that talk to her on Twitter. But the one person who is completely respectful is just trying to be involved in the conversation and is being super duper nice and reasonable she fucking picks that guy to go after like are you fucking shitting me like what the fuck is wrong with you and so i mean at the end of the day i've i've spent way too much time kind of researching and staying on top of the story just for personal reasons i i just feel fucking sorry for this girl i really really do i feel so sorry for her because the shit that's happening and her explanation of why she acted the way she did like there's something I think seriously mentally wrong with her. Like there's something off, like she needs fucking help. I feel really bad. So, you know what? I hope she gets the help that she needs and, and everything like that. And it all works out for her career wise. Cause this is a really bad look and it, it's just really unfortunate. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm more concerned about her mental health. So I hope she gets the, she gets the help that she really needs. So onto a lighter note, fucking good guys blizzard man good guys blizzard killing it yet again um so a little while ago they released a an exclusive skin for mercy in the overwatch game 
So all proceeds from the skin as well as like any merch associated with it went to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, you know, the whole donation and everything like that. So Blizzard slash Overwatch raised from this skin purchased from the fans as well as the merch $12.7 million again towards breast cancer um, the, to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So fucking really awesome story. Just good shit. Just I, I love seeing it. And then, you know, we saw what was it last week as well, you know, with the country roads finally being released um, from Fallout 76, all the proceeds going there and everything. I just I just love seeing these type of stories where, you know, big publishers, big developers just just do every little bit they can. And then on top of that, they made another one hundred and thirty thousand dollars just from donations of people to streamers that are just streaming Overwatch and and everything like that. So fucking awesome. Really good shit, man. Um, I love seeing that stuff. Just again. It just warms my heart. It's really awesome stuff, man. We, we, there's always pl- there's always something negative to say and kind of bitch and moan about, but you know I do try to kind of sprinkle in, you know, just a, a really good story that we kind of get. So, um, on to some other news. Last couple bits here. Um, officially announced today, they did the Inside Xbox. If you don't know what Inside Xboxes, it's a cool thing they do where Major Nelson hosts, you know, kind of this, uh, what's the word? Like this live stream on Mixer, Twitch, YouTube and all this other stuff where they kind of preview some stuff that's coming out for the Xbox and what have you. So they announced today um, that Rocket League is coming to Game Pass. So if you're an Xbox Game Pass owner, you can play Rocket League right now as part of your subscription. So that's that's pretty cool stuff there. Um, again, Rocket League's still a really big game, so that's a good get for Microsoft to have it on that service. Um, I mean, they've sold the copies they did, so... You know, it's not like a fucking brand new release title and all that. I get that, but it's just more, it's just that continued push by Microsoft to add value to the Game Pass at an absurd amount where you're just like, holy shit, like I'm getting this, I'm getting that. So, really, really good stuff. Um, I think I talked about it last week or the week before on the podcast where, you know, I got onto it and stuff like that. And it's just, it's totally worth the 10 bucks a month. So, so good. Um, So, with that said, they have this inside Xbox segment they do. I think it was like uh, two hours or something around there. And then they go and they talk to the head guy who's leading development of Forza Horizon 4. After the live st- or after this inside Xbox, they do a live stream of Forza Horizon 4. So I talked about this before. The last racing game I played religiously was Gran Turismo on PS2. Um, I have... I am guilty enough to say I have not played any of the Forza games on Xbox, and I know that's a badge of shame I will wear. However, since their unveiling of Horizon 4 that's coming out on October 2nd for the Xbox at the E3 conference, I am just infatuated with this game. I have no idea what it is. Again, prior to this, I had no fucking interest in racing games. And it's not because it's an Xbox exclusive, it's because the game looks fucking phenomenal. And all I understand the other Forzas did, but I think them saying, hey, this is an open world, or, you know, or shared world game, that really made my ears perked up because that's something cool and different to me that I'm super excited to jump into. But only because it's being created by these guys in Playground Games that just have an awesome track record. And they're really, really fucking gossip awesome at what they do. So I'm really just, I'm, I'm so excited to see what they can do. So I watched the live stream today. So the guy comes out and they're talking or whatever. And I don't know if this has like been a staple in 
uh, Forza before, and just I don't know it because I'm new to the party. But this motherfucker comes out, the car starts driving, they show the gameplay and everything, and this dude's like, oh, by the way, uh, a guy's leaving, because this is my fucking horrible, like, Beatle-slash-British-English accent, so, I mean, I think the guy was actually Irish, so I'm just really fucking over this guy, so my apologies in advance, but... He's like, yeah, this old guy leaving his garage. And I'm like, his fucking garage? What? There's fucking confirmed player garage in this game. Or, excuse me, player housing. He's leaving his fucking house. So I'm just like, holy shit, dude. So they go ahead and they do the demo or the live stream gameplay. And he's fucking just racing around and shit. He's fucking hitting potholes. They fucking went through, and the game takes place in England. And so they went through and did like one for one of the area this part of England that they're having the game based in into the game itself. So it's like a fucking pothole. The guy went over. It's like, yeah, that's a real pothole in real life over there. It's a big fucking pothole and it's in the game. And it's like, holy shit, dude, like that attention to detail. It's so simple, but yet, oh my God, it's just incredible. So the game is fucking sitting there running. And this is like, this is not the finished build. Like they still have a little work to go. But I'm sitting there watching it. This thing's fucking locked 60 frames per second. HDR, true 4K, running buttery smooth. And I'm just, holy crap, dude. Like, my brain can't process and handle what I'm seeing develop on screen because that's how incredible the game looks. So as they're doing all this, they're doing Q&A from people in the, um, like, on Mixer. And this one guy asked a question. He's like, oh, you're going to have fucking castles? And, like, of course we're going to have castles. Of course you're going to have fucking castles. I like what the I never even fucking thought about it. So we're going to be driving around fucking castles. Oh, this game just ah oh my god, it just I'm I I'm at loss for words because my mind starts racing from the hype of this game and how great it looks and how everything I've heard thus far just it makes it sound so so good. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to fit this game in. Because originally I thought it was coming out in September of this year. So I was like, boom, September, I got Forza. October, Red Dead. November, Fallout. All good to go. And then I fucking figured out the other day that Horizon's coming out on October 2nd. So I don't know how the hell I'm going to fit this in with Red Dead and Fallout. I mean, and I know fucking Bethesda. They're going to release like an early version of like the open beta for Fallout 76 probably in October. This just, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to have time to do all this. So if my wife is listening, I'm sorry in advance. You won't see me after the honeymoon for, for probably a while starting in October, honey. I love you and I appreciate you. But yeah, like I, I just, but it's going to be really cool though. The other, the lighter side of it, I can't wait to play these games. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that's all the capture I can do, all the live streams I can do with this game. Cause that's something I've talked about before that I'm really excited to kind of get into and I'm working on how to present it to you guys as an audience in a different way that you haven't quite seen before from other streamers. So there's some ideas I've been toying with and I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked about. And I just think it's going to be, this fall is going to be awesome. This is going to be such a great fucking year for video games. I'm so excited about it. So um, if you are interested in checking out Forza Horizon 4, next week they're doing another live stream. The one they did today, a big selling point of on Horizon for them is Seasons. And Seasons, as they transform, I think they said each week is going to be a season. So you have like your summer, autumn, um, winter, spring, etc. So depending on the season, and it changes in-game every single week, 
it will change the landscape. So areas all of a sudden that you couldn't access in the winter or in the summer because of just like, um, there's a fucking lake over there, right? Oh, wait a minute. Now it's winter. So the lake's frozen over. So it's this repeated pull of the customer to come back in and check in and play the game week after week. So you can fucking get to these hidden exclusive Easter egg areas and take a partake in races or events that you couldn't the week before. So that's super exciting. And I think it's just going to be super fun. And, um, yeah, dude, cannot wait to play this game. Um, yeah, so, yeah, check it out next week. They're doing another one. I think they're going to be covering uh, winter next, I believe. Or, excuse me, autumn's going to be the next one they're going to cover, I believe. They sit on the live stream. So, um, yeah, check that out if you're interested. So, for the next four weeks, they're doing a live stream per week to cover each season where they're, you know, just showing off gameplay, revealing futures. So, I'm definitely going to have my ear on that just to see what else um, they kind of do. And then, oh, the fucking last thing before I move on and wrap it up for today's episode this other fucking guy in the mixer asked him, like, is there going to be livestock, like sheep? And the guy's like, yeah, we're going to have sheep. And the sheep's coats, they grow longer depending on the season. And I'm like, what the fuck? So you're going to have short-coated fucking sheep in the summer and then during the winter? It's like, see, that's the thing. It's a fucking racing game. You know what I mean? This isn't like God of War or Halo where you have this insane, fantastical world that you've created your world which is so important to the player and this is a game that doesn't have story i would assume so ways that you as a developer you pull that audience in that that viewer in is from your ability to tell a well-crafted story as well as create and present a world that you just want to get lost in you want to just you want to just spend all your time in they don't have that story perk so it's even more you know vital that they take the world something that's literally based off of real life and just craft every little detail imaginable, uh, you know, with it, just to pull the player in and keep them invested. Um, so, yeah, you got fucking livestock growing. That's just, oh my god. Fuck, I cannot wait for this game. Alright, guys, that's enough of me just geeking out over Forza. Um, and that's enough for me for today. Um, as always, thank you all again for listening. If you want to get involved in the podcast, um, send any questions or comments um, to the podcast official Instagram page or the podcast email. Links for those two guys are in the description. And as always, in addition, if you want to help uh, this podcast grow, get better, etc., make sure to share it with any friends or family or anyone you think that might be interested in it. And Hey, if you also feel so inclined to do, leave a review, like, subscribe, all that bullshit. Um, just, I just want that feedback. How am I doing? How's it sounding? How's the flow of it? All that shit. So more, more feedback, the better, as I always say. But I'm, I'm always loving hearing from you guys. And I appreciate all the support that you guys have shown me in such a short amount of time, by the way. It's, it's been pretty overwhelming, to be honest with you. So um, also, lastly, before I do forget this note as well, quick programming note. We're switching it up a little bit. So I felt like just the way the current schedule is, I was recording I was recording too often in a close amount of time. I want to kind of spread it out a little bit, let the episodes, the two episodes per week breathe a little bit more. So with that said, starting um, actually this upcoming Monday, we're going to switch it up a little bit. So every Monday morning for the Haven podcast, you're going to hear the TV slash film episode. And every Friday morning, you're going to hear the video game focused episode. Um, that just gives me the ability when big movies come out on the weekend 
to get you those reviews right away or a little bit more closer, but still allow me some wiggle room to actually think about it. So I'm not coming in here after I see something and I'm like, oh, fuck, you guys drop what you're doing. Leave your kids unattended and go see fucking this movie. I'm X 3D like, you know, like let's, let's slow it down a little bit. I want, you know, at least 24 hours to kind of settle down, breathe see how I feel about it afterwards because there's movies where I've seen before where I was like, eh, that was fine. And then a couple days later, I was like, actually, I, I really, really dug that movie and I can kind of flush it out in my brain a little bit and, and vice versa. As far as video games go, same thing too. I mean, especially with the fall coming up, we're going to have such major releases, the video game-wise, on Tuesdays that I want to give myself a couple of days to kind of really process. So when I give you that review on the podcast, it's thought out you know that I I had I just I didn't just sink a couple hours into it and I'm telling you to go drop fucking sixty bucks on it. You know, I want to make sure you got the tools to make a really good, educated, smart purchase as a consumer. So yep, programming alert starting this upcoming Monday. Every single Monday the T V film episode of the Haven podcast and then we will have the video game episode on Friday morning. Um again with that said, I'll talk to y'all this upcoming Friday for that episode or for the TV film episode as well, where I will have my official impression slash mini review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And um, I was able to go see that this past Monday and just a little, little heads up, little tease. It's fucking good. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And as always for listening, you guys, I will talk to you all Friday. Take care.